Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life, and I'm Tiffany Parks. Almost exactly one year ago, we created an episode called A Day in the Life. We asked our listeners to send us audio snapshots, voice memos of things that they recorded from their life under lockdown. Almost exactly one year ago, most of the world was under a very strict lockdown. And we got some amazing, amazing clips from our listeners, which we put together and created one of our most memorable episodes. We're going to be replaying that episode for you today to mark one year since the start of the pandemic. We would love to hear from you again, though. We would love to hear what's going on in your life now, one year later. Are things the same? Are things very, very different? What is life like for you? You don't necessarily have to be someone who sent something in last year. You can send something in for the first time. And if you did send us something last year, we'd love to hear from you again. Now on with the show. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell in Seattle, and this is our Day in the Life broadcast, where we're going to do snapshots of our days alongside snapshots of your day sent in from all over the world. Thanks for everybody who participated. Right now it's about 8.30 in the morning, and... This is the sound I wake up to every day. Two cats whining at me. Now, they've already been fed, so I'm not sure what they're thinking about right now. But they think something is urgent. And in the kitchen, Derek is making breakfast, or what he calls breakfast, which is coffee. Good morning. Good morning. Isn't it fun to be on tape first thing in the morning? Yes, very much so. And these two, Mr. Ding Dong and Mr. Marchand, seem to think something's about to happen. What's going to happen, Ding Dong? They're leading me into the basement, which makes me think that they think I don't know that they've already been fed. And for me, I usually would have cereal in the morning, but like our, uh, we talked about in our consumerism episode, we are out of milk. So I am going to rifle through this cupboard, and I think I'm probably going to have some oatmeal. So that's the opening snapshot of my day. Rainy and cloudy outside in Seattle, of course. Let's hear what Tiffany's up to. I'm Tiffany Parks in Rome. It's morning time around here, not particularly early. I've been letting myself sleep in a little bit longer than usual. And I got to say, it feels pretty good. But I am trying to keep a regular practice of meditation in the morning, even though I'm not doing it at dawn. If I can keep my son in bed long enough, I sneak into the studio where I am right now. I sit on my meditation cushion and I do about 15 minutes of meditation try to keep my mind from wandering about all the uncertainty that we're all facing right now don't always succeed at that but that's what I'm going to do right now ciao Katie and Tiffany it's Lynn your friend from San Francisco it's day five of San Francisco's shelter in place order and technically I'm working from home but I've also established a little personal schedule so I don't go cuckoo bananas. And right now it's 10.30 in the morning and I am studying my Italian. Ho avuto i programmi di andare in Italia ad aprile 
per studiare l'italiano a Bologna, ma adesso certo non posso. Ma continuo a studiare. I am determined to look at the positive and have some personal growth come out of this. So, agli italiani mi scusi per il mio brutto italiano. Avete una bella lingua. Non così. Non ancora. Thank you, Katie and Tiffany, for keeping this podcast going. It's nice to hear your voices at this time, even though Katie abandoned me in San Francisco. Um, I'm heartbroken over what's happening in Italy, although it seems we're not far behind. So the world is with you, Italy. Take good care of yourselves, guys. I miss you, Katie. Thank you again. Grazie ancora. Ciao. My name is Dana Zoller, and I live in Palm Desert, California. It is a little after 10 a.m., and I'm working outside, actually sandpapering my bathroom cabinet doors because I have had a long list of projects. And one of the things I've wanted to do since we moved into this house a couple years ago was to repaint the cabinets in the guest bathroom and in our master bathroom. And that's what I'm working on today, making a smooth surface on my bathroom cabinets. <laughs> so there you have it. Hi, my name is Scott, and I am currently in an unfinished basement in Arvada, Colorado. I'm obviously quarantined, just like most people are, and uh, never thought my house was too small. It's not super big uh, for a family of four, but now that we all are here all the time and I don't have any space, it's feeling a little small. So I've relegated myself to a little corner of the unfinished basement. Uh, we've hung up some sheets, so it f doesn't feel like there's insulation and cement behind them. Put up some lights. We do have a window, so I'm right next to the window and it feels like a nice little bright escape. So making do with what I can, with what I have, where I am, you know? Hi, Katie and Tiffany. This is Madeline Jawar. It is about 11 o'clock in the morning. I live in Menlo Park, California, and I am just planning my day a little bit. It's been a slow start. I had coffee, I had breakfast, I fed my dog, I said hi to my kids. I was on social media chatting with people in Italy to just check in and see how my friends are doing. And I'm just about to fill in my gratitude journal and I'm trying to figure out when I can take my dog for a walk since it's supposed to rain and I hope it's just going to be kind of a slow Sunday here in quarantine. Hope you guys are well. Hello, it's Katie. It's 11.19. I'm still in Seattle, still in my house, of course. And one of the things I've never really talked about in this show, a lot of you know that I'm a freelancer, that I do a lot of work from home that isn't just the podcast, although the podcast is a big part of my job. But one of the things I do as a freelancer is I regularly work as an assistant to the author, Jess Walter, who's been a guest on this show a couple of times. And since we had a meeting planned today, I decided I'd make him record uh, part of himself, <laughs> you know, to make my life look like it's more interesting while I'm stuck at home. So hi, Jess. Hi, Katie. I'm, I'm a little uh, intimidated being the interesting part of life. Well, you know, when you don't get out much, interesting takes on a new definition. No, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding, of course. You're very interesting. That's why you've been a guest a couple times. So. And we were so ahead of our time uh, having you work from home for me. 
I closed my shop long before everybody else. <laughs> that's true. Well, well, so that's kind of an interesting thing. Both you and I have been working from home. You certainly a lot longer than me. I've been doing it for the last couple of years. But yeah. how long would you say you've been working from home? I can tell you exactly because I can tell you the day that I walked in and gave two hours notice at my job. So, Oh, um, yes. Please tell us a story. Yeah. Everyone should be able to. Uh, go in and say I'm leaving this afternoon. But uh, yeah, I quit my day job in 95. And so I've worked uh, at home for so long. And since then, really, and at times I've traveled or I, you know, I'm on book tour. So I get out among people. But this idea of just going out to your office every morning, and I'm really lucky because my office is above our old garage. So I have an office away from the home. But um, yeah, I've been grabbing a cup of coffee and heading out to work at five, five thirty in the morning for longer than I didn't. So it's, uh, yeah, it's wild for me to have everyone else join me in the working from home uh, movement. Yeah. So would you say that anything has changed for you? Yeah. You know, when the more strict restrictions came and we really shouldn't be leaving the house at all, every day I used to go out for second breakfast at 10, 1030. And that was kind of where I saw people. And then I would go to the to the gym and work out. And I don't think anyone's routine was as solitary as this is. Um, there are other small things you notice. My office is on an alley above the garage. And yesterday I saw a mom on the alley having her kids do outdoor PE because she's homeschooling. And so she had them run five laps around the backyard. And, and we live on a flight pattern near the, uh, the airport. Planes go over our house. And so just noticing the quiet yeah, I, I think it's just so much more solitary and quiet, and uh, and then to not get out. My two adult kid, two of my three adult kids are home, living in the house now too. So for me, it feels like it used to, except more crowded, and you know, and you can't go anywhere. Yeah, it's almost like it's the holidays for you because your kids had left, yeah. and now everybody's back yeah. for Christmas break. It is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and it's kind of lovely, actually. We've been watching The Good Place together, which I'd never watched, and so that's been really fun. And my kids are big readers. Well, my daughter certainly. Um, but so we'll talk about books and you know give each other ideas, and so we'll see. You know, to put myself in their positions, my son, who's a college sophomore and feels like his um, college is, was cut off suddenly. And then my daughter, who, you know, is working out in the world to all of a sudden have them be at home. You know, my son suggested I give parenting a rest the other day. So <laughs> <laughs> even though he said it uh, jokingly and facetiously, it was uh, there was a little bit of tart behind it. Yeah. Do you want to give an outsider's perspective on what I'm like to work with? I know you listen to the podcast from time to time, so you know me on the podcast, but you also know me in real life. So is there any insight you want to let everyone in? Yeah, sure. Well, I, I don't know if you remember, but when um, you and I had worked together on the podcast that I did with Sherman Alexi for a while, and then you'd helped out taping uh, one of the audiobooks for a short story I'd written. And so I knew already that you, being a former producer, were great at taking charge. But uh, one of the things I told you is that I've had assistants before, and it always fails because I don't really need an assistant. I need a boss. <laughs> and you're great at just sort of anticipating, you know, just today, 
I you know sent you a letter that I needed to send and you just sent a perfect response. You don't luckily you know better than to ask me for too much guidance on the things I need. So yeah, it's you you've been great to work with your organization and I think the fact that you're a writer too um having you do research and having you do um copy editing on the novel that I just finished has been invaluable. So uh you're the employee of the month Woo. again, the only employee but um <laughs> The employee of the month. So. I've never had it so easy becoming employee of the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it comes with no monetary reward. No. And there's no plaque in the office, unfortunately. But there's no other challengers either. So it's just... Not right now, no. The, I, I love those people who take pictures of their cats and dogs and call them their co-workers. So uh, I suppose you've got a couple, a really old cat to uh, contend with. But um, <laughs> yeah. so far, you're still winning. Well, and who knows? As long as those kids stick around, you may end up having to put them to work. We'll find out how long this uh, quarantine lasts. If I have to give it a rest as a parent, I'm sure I'll have to give it a rest as a boss, too. Right, right. Well, thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your day. Thanks, Katie. And thanks to you guys for, I've felt like uh, hearing Tiffany talk about Italy. It's like these reports from our near future, you know. And so uh, I think for, you know, those of us who've gotten to listen to the show and then Seattle, I think, has been a few steps ahead of most of the rest of the country. So um, I feel like you guys have, in addition to the uh, entertainment you usually offer, it's been a great service you've provided. No, thank you. And actually, because you've been so gracious as to do this, I should let you tell everybody what your book is and when it's coming out. Yeah, it's called The Cold Millions, and it's coming out in October if we still have books then. (laughs) So uh, hopefully people will find their way to it. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Katie. And for what it's worth, I like working with you, too. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> well, there's, there's no feedback. What are those things called when you have, like, the up-down feedback? The there's, evaluation. Yeah, there's no. no evaluation of the boss at this no, company. No, no. So he, he's a train wreck. I really do find most of the projects, maybe not the redesign of your website, but most of your projects really interesting. Yeah, get on that, by the way. Yeah, I know. I got to get to work. All right. All right. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Katie. Hi, I'm Evan. And I'm Gracie. (laughs) And we're playing cornhole for physical time. So it's almost 11 a.m. And you're getting P.E. time outside in the sunshine. Well, that didn't work. (laughs) Playing cornhole. Has anyone gotten any in the hole yet? Evan. Evan did. Okay. And all right. It's Tiffany in Rome again. It's about 11 a.m. and I'm about to start my daily reading lesson with Aurelio. We've been doing this pretty much every morning since lockdown started about a month ago. And he generally likes it. He takes pretty well to it, but he is four and he does get very, very easily distracted. So I'm not going to let him know that I'm taping him because if I did, I think he would be much more distracted than usual. I'm going to put my phone on the table with my recording app open, and hopefully he won't notice. Go. Uh, what does that mean? That's, no, don't you worry about that. That's just a new timer that I have, okay? Ah, okay. Nice timer. Thank you, thank you. Kate, Zat, and Rapbox. Okay, Kate, don't say box uh, like you're like an Italian. Box. Say box like an American. <laughs> Aurelio, I'm 
not going to laugh. <laughs> Sit here and read the sentence. Read it again. You've read all the words. Now read it through one time quick. Get set and sad. That's right. But what's this, this is the last part of the sentence? The box. So the whole sentence? You just said it. Say it again. Okay. Get set, set, and set in the box. Very good. Okay. Next sentence. Here we go. We're almost done. Lat. Lad with a D, not a T. Lad. Lat. No, not lat. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you American? Yeah. No. Say it like an American. La. Lad, lad. Mm-hmm, that's right. After a good night, what's the rest of that? Maybe, if you do a good lesson. No. Yes. I don't want to if you, if you say, if you get a good lesson. No, I want to just say, yes, if you do a good lesson. Yes, if you do a good lesson. Okay. Thank you, that's my liking. Okay, can you please read? What does it say? Kit has six cats. Very good. And what does it say here? Okay. All right. So many times. It's hard when you're starting to learn, but once you get it, you got it, and you never forget it. Okay. And yes, I forget. No, you won't. You will never forget it. Good morning, Katie. This is Judy from Fairbanks. Our lives up here in the far north go long just like usual. We all are almost all fairly introverted people, so the social distancing doesn't seem to be too hard from my point of view. Most people are, I think, being kinder than usual. I got pulled out of a snowbank by a fella down the road I hadn't even met before. People at the store are going out of their way to do kind things. So there's some bright spots in all this. Hope everyone else takes care. Hi, Tiffany and Katie. I am here in southeast Wisconsin. This is Nancy McConnell. I'm walking my dog on a very snowy Wisconsin morning. I was surprised to wake up and see so much snow and a little grumpy. I'm not a snow fan, but I decided snow was the least of our worries. So I'm out here enjoying the pretty Christmas look of our March day. Stopped very briefly to, at a distance, chat with one of the neighbors who was chalking on her sidewalk. Something fun our neighborhood's been doing is we've been writing messages on the sidewalks in front of our house. So when we walk around, you can see encouraging messages from your neighbors and some pretty artwork from the kids. So it's been a nice way to kind of keep the spirits up. When I get home, do a little writing, talk to, I have a phone date at one o'clock with a friend out in Virginia. We're going to have a chat and that'll be my day for today. I really appreciate listening to you guys. Take care. Bye. Hello, this is Teresa in Port Townsend. It is 12.30 in the early afternoon and it is currently hailing outside as I try to work in my garden. Enjoy your day. Good morning, Katie. It's Judy again from Fairbanks, Alaska. One thing I forgot to mention is my husband is a psychologist and counselor in town and a retired professor. 
but he supervises counselors for their licensure. And he's seeing a whole lot of tension in the counselors, and the counselors are seeing it in their clients. Some of these are people in a great deal of need with recovery problems. So I, like I said in my email, I don't want to make light of the impact this is having, but there are glimpses of, of light always in some darkness. So I just wanted to share that with you too. Thank you. Bye. Hello, it's Katie again in Seattle. It is almost 1.30 in the afternoon. And I'm filling up my tea kettle, which as you all know, Tiffany accuses me of drinking too much tea, but it's true, I do drink a lot. Once I put a tea kettle that is electric up in my home office, I found that, you know, every time you get a chill, just turn on the water again. But the reason I'm putting on tea is uh, also because I'm about to go into therapy. Putting the tea kettle on here, turning it on. Now you would think I'd be nice enough to let you listen in on it, but there's no way I'm going to do that. <laughs> and the way I'm feeling about it right now, to be honest, is I'm not really looking forward to it. And I think it's just because with coronavirus and that just being the ongoing thing and the fears everybody's facing with that and I don't know I just don't want to go in circles talking about financial worries or claustrophobia or whatever other topics come out of this so so I don't know I'm hoping that we end up talking about something else but at the same point I don't really have any ideas about what that something else should be so I'm just going to go with it, make my tea, and hope for the best. See, this is the sound of my electric kettle making for what will be, for me, the fourth pot of tea of the day. Hi, it's Tiffany again. This next bit of tape comes to us from listener Karen, who is an expat in the northern region of Trentino. And she has captured the sound of... The fire department, who in all of Italy drives through the city, making an announcement from a loudspeaker on top of the car that everyone needs to stay inside and that people should not be out unless it is for the very specific reasons that the government has outlined are permissible. Hi, Tiffany and Katie and Bittersweet Life listeners. My name is Heather. I'm an Italian and an American citizen currently living in the Western United States. Just prior to COVID-19, I was in the process of interviewing for several jobs in Italy with the intent to move there again, though obviously uh, that has been put on hold for the time being. And I am continuing work on my current position as a healthcare administrator for a large metropolitan hospital. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we do currently have many COVID-19 positive patients in our community, including several in our own facility, though we are still very much in preparation mode for the inevitable surge, which if you're unfamiliar is a term meaning patient volumes that severely challenge or exceed a hospital's serving capacity. 
to summarize what that active preparation looks like, that currently includes uh, multiple daily briefings with all administrative department heads regarding the different challenges and ongoing preparation activities across our system, careful management and rotation of our staff to keep as many people fresh and healthy as possible for when the surge does arrive and everyone will need to be on their A game, briefings regarding the most up-to-date information from the CDC regarding uh, confirmed and presumptive cases in our county and in our state, and of course, extremely careful management of our in-house personal protective equipment inventory. Obviously, I can only speak to how we are preparing at my individual facility, but I do know that hospitals and medical staff around the country, whether they are currently surging or preparing for the surge, are implementing the same practices with the same goal to be able to effectively medically support all sick individuals coming in, whether they have COVID-19 or any other sort of ailment, and ultimately, hopefully save lots of lives. I believe this is just a very encouraging thought that people are putting so much time and effort into preparing for this illness um, during this just really unprecedented health crisis here in the States. We have been closely following the situation that's still unfolding in Italy and preparing our own facility here in the States, largely following the medical and logistical recommendations from Italian doctors and other healthcare administrators, obviously working in close conjunction with the Centers for Disease Control and our state health officials so that we can best prepare ourselves as healthcare workers to serve our communities in the most effective, efficient way during this uh, public health crisis. Personally, I can't even describe how proud I am to be both Italian and American during this challenging period. And all healthcare workers, I'm going to speak for all of us, are so inspired by the truly heroic, selfless efforts of all medical personnel in Italy who have sacrificed so much, including their own lives in many cases, to serve their communities. And um, I will absolutely be looking to them and hopefully drawing a lot of strength and resilience in their just shining example of what it truly means to demonstrate, you know, acts of love and sacrifice to your neighbors in what will certainly be challenging weeks and months to come. If any listeners are looking for ways to support uh, their community, uh, especially their local healthcare community during this time, first, please, please consider donating blood if you're able. As a country, we're experiencing a major shortage due to reduced donations. It is absolutely safe to do so. The American Red Cross is uh, ensuring that all donation sites are safe. So provided you are healthy, just please know that your donation will absolutely save lives. So please consider contacting your local Red Cross chapter or getting online to find out more information about where you can donate. You can also support your local community by donating to food banks, homeless shelters, battered women's shelters, animal shelters, checking on your neighbors or the most vulnerable members of your community and families. Just make sure they have what they need so they're not put into a position where they have to unnecessarily leave their home and potentially expose themselves or others during this time. The most important thing is to continue complying and encourage others to comply with all local social distancing directives. You know, the hashtag stay home, hashtag io resto a casa. I love that. I love seeing that in social media when I'm able to get on there and continuing to perform effective hand and respiratory hygiene yourself and within your household and whenever you leave the house if that's necessary. Overall, just hope everyone stays safe, stays healthy, is uh, practicing resilience every single day, and uh, let's all work as a team, and we're all going to get through this together. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Hi, Katie and Tiffany. 
My name is Jill and I'm recording from my apartment in Manhattan. Yes, New York City. And the only sounds we can hear are birds chirping. Hey, this is Rommel. I'm in New Jersey. In order to keep sanity, I'm pretty much like uh, in a state park here, walking a dog and trying to get a little bit of an exercise. There's a lot of panic. There's a lot of tranquility. It's a mix of feelings for everybody. The majority of the time, it's just working from home. I'm not a big fan of working from home, to be honest, but this is how we are doing. So this is me and uh, my dog Floyd. Thank you, The Bittersweet Life. Thank you, Tiffany Parks, Katie, Sue. You guys do tremendous. I really love the podcast. It's amazing. It was of uh, extremely importance on my visiting uh, to Rome and Italy in general. Thank you again. And hi from U.S. Hi, my name is Tatjana and I'm a German living in Goa, India right now, together with my husband and our four-year-old daughter. When this entire situation was developing, the most important thing for us was to keep some sort of a routine, especially because we have a kid at home. So we usually get up around 9, 30, 10, which granted is late, but we figured that's the one positive thing you can take out of the whole situation. So we're running with it. and <laughs> uh, We have breakfast usually uh, the first thing in the morning and then my husband has to do some uh, work and that's the time then that I sit down with my daughter and go over her homework. Uh, her school is doing a fantastic job in sending daily activities and tasks and not just sort of dry, boring writing and math problems, but really interesting geographical facts and music, art, everything. So even I learned a lot through that since i'm doing yoga at least once a day in order to stay physically active but also just simply to stay sane uh, my daughter has picked that up as well and is now doing her kids yoga at least once a day so that's may that makes everybody happy in the end so great uh, there's one more fixed uh, point in our day, which is very important to our daughter, especially. She used to love to play with the neighbor's kids, obviously, and that's not an option anymore. So what we're doing is because all our, all our ba balconies are facing each other, at 6 p.m. we come out, each family on their balcony, and the kids get to make noise for a couple of minutes, just either by shouting or uh, with instruments or whatsoever. Then we will have decided on a song in the morning so the si everybody can sing along and dance and it's really fun. And uh, yeah, then it usually ends up with the adults sort of uh, shouting between the balconies and catching up a little on what's been going on. And then we have fairy lights uh, also going on so that it feels a little bit more like we're home because of holidays than really because of curfew. What is important to me is my books. I love to read and uh, I'm only just making sure now that I'm only reading happy endings. That's the only thing I can take right now. And additionally, I'm running a book club and uh, we have taken our book club discussions uh, virtual. We're going online. Our next book club uh, discussion will be about a new release here in India called Once Upon a Curfew because we thought you know, when you're in a curfew, you may as well read about a curfew. <laughs> that is that.
most important I think right now for me is the check-ins with friends and family as well uh, a obviously how they're doing and then setting them to rest uh, with regards to how we're doing also there is friends also who are alone at home and I'm always glad to give them some company just to make them feel there's other people around they're not all alone but also as I was mentioning to just make sure people through all the drama and the media they get to know that we're safe and everything is fine everything will be fine all in all, as you can see, we're staying home. We have a great community here. The neighbors have all pulled together and we're ordering in bulk our basic necessities, which are then brought to the society and uh, can be picked up in one place. But there's huge amount of discipline, etc. So there won't be any crowding or whatsoever. People really come one by one to pick up their things. And it's a, it's a really lovely thing to see that people pull together in those kind of situations when you need it the most in the end. So far from us in Goa, everybody stay home, stay healthy, stay happy. Bye. Hi, my name is Sue. I live in Santa Rosa, California. We here in Sonoma County joined the Greater Bay Area about 24 hours later in going on to mandatory shelter in place. For me though, as I am a jeweler with a backyard studio, my actual day-to-day -day life has not changed at all. People are still placing orders, though not as many as before. Post office is still operating, so I can still ship. My partner is a mechanic who also does most of his work at home, so there will be no breaking up here as we are used to seeing each other all day, every day. Really, the only thing that's changed is every evening we would go out to happy hour and have a drink and a bite to eat, and uh, it's definitely my interacting with other human beings, but that's changed. However, we'll hang in there, and thank you so much for increasing the number of episodes. It's been a great help. Uh, I've been a listener for about five years, and hearing you two talk about your experience about this has really been invaluable. And please keep it up, and hopefully we're all going to get through this one way or another. It's 4 p.m. I'm slightly out of breath because I just finished my workout. I really was having a snack of homemade chocolate chip cookies and milk, which we made yesterday. And all seems to be right with the world. Um, it's funny to me that... It took a quarantine and not being able to go outside to get me to finally start exercising every day. I mean, everybody says that you have to exercise every single day, but I mean, really, who has the time? And although I did used to go to the gym, I'd like to say three times a week, but really, let's be honest, it was really only about two times a week. I'm finally exercising every single day, and I have to say it feels really good. And I can finally do full push-ups for the first time in my life. Ciao, Katie and Tiffany. This is Karen Wells, an American expat living in Trentino, Italy. And right now I am on my way home from work on my bike, um, going through the vineyards, looking at the beautiful mountains, which I can't have access to right now because we're in this lockdown. I 
I'm able to go to work because I work with plants and so I'm considered an essential worker. So about once a week, I can go to work. Today on my way home, I saw one Carabinieri vehicle with a couple of officers, which made me a bit nervous, partially because I didn't want to be stopped and partially because I am still learning Italian and I'm sure they would have spoke way too fast for me. But um, anyways, other than that, things are pretty quiet. There's a few cars on the road, um, train going by, and um, only one farmer out here, but tons of birds in the vineyard. So I think they're pretty happy to be out alone. So anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. Hello, Tiffany and Katie. This is Jill coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. Late afternoon here now, and I just returned from what has become one of our morning rituals amidst the lockdown, which is a very, very long dog walk, which my little dog Bella enjoys quite a bit. This morning, we walked down to the river through the park and sat in a little wildlife preserve for quite some time. I think we walked for about two and a half hours this morning. As I walked, I had a conversation with my dad on the phone while he was walking his dog from his respective neighborhood. My dad, thankfully, is healthy and we're being safe and vigilant. So while it's hard to not see him or to see him from afar when I drop off groceries and not give him a hug, it's definitely worth it to keep him safe and to keep everyone healthy. So later on the walk, we were down by the river and had a visit from a hummingbird that was really quite extraordinary. This little hummingbird just hovered right in front of my face for several minutes and put on a show and kept coming back and kept coming back. And I know that was my mom visiting me from the next place, wherever she is now, bringing comfort to me in the ways that she can, as she does. So the silver lining in, in all of this I hope for humankind is that we are reminded of our interconnectedness with each other, with nature, with animals, with all the living creatures here on planet Earth, and that that inspires us to make positive changes for the good of all moving forward. It is very uplifting and comforting and also insightful to listen to these podcasts. So please keep them coming and sending you a big air hug love to everyone and take care. Hi, my name is Sarah Call. I am calling from the state of Montana to give you a day in the life. I live in Gallatin County, which while we don't have many cases in Montana, Gallatin County does have the highest number. Both my husband and I work from home and our teenagers are also home doing homeschooling. So we usually have a fairly quiet morning as everybody gets some work done. And then our evenings are kind of reserved for family time, whether we're binge-watching Netflix or playing games or working on a home project. On another note, we do see a lot of people outside still. That said, people are mostly staying to themselves and staying inside. There's a marked decrease in the amount of traffic, with the exception of Costco, which, uncharacteristically for Montana, had a fight over the toilet paper aisle I heard last week and had to call the police. It's about six 
o'clock. I am making dinner. Cloudy and I really are sword fighting in the living room. So what am I cooking, you're asking? Well, if you know me well, you know that cooking is not exactly my forte. Not that I'm a terrible cook, I'm just not a very enthusiastic one, and I don't have a really great repertoire. So I am cooking an old favorite. It's comfort food for me, and that is scrambled eggs with chicken sausage. It's a really, really gorgeous afternoon, late afternoon, early evening. It's one of those early spring days. The air is still quite cool, but the sun just warms you in such a delicious way that after a long winter, which let's be honest, we haven't really had a long winter, but it's really nice. It's a nice feeling. And recently, I think just yesterday or the day before, the Italian government finally clarified a point that a lot of people have been wondering about, and that is, can you take your kids out or not? Because they've been telling us, you know, for weeks now, you can only go out by yourself, strictly by yourself. And a lot of parents have complained saying, but my kid needs some air too. And so they finally came out and said, well, actually kids can go outside. You can take your child out, one parent, one child at a time. I'm glad of this, I really am, because there's no longer the ambiguity of, you know, can we take him outside? Is it okay? Is someone gonna call the cops on us? But I do have to say that lo and behold, could be the weather, but it could also be this announcement. There are so many people outside right now. I'm looking out my window and I'm seeing like a family of four all huddled together walking down the sidewalk. I'm seeing two, no, three teenage girls sitting by a car having a cigarette, two old older ladies taking a walk together. Yeah, so I guess a lot of people took this slight loosening of the rules as an invitation to start socializing again, which um, really is not what we're supposed to be doing. So just an observation. Hi, I'm Steve. Hi, I'm Linda. And we're at home in Orvieto. It's about eight o'clock at night and we're having some homemade pizza that Steve cooked up. Hi, this is Simon calling from Melbourne, Australia. It's 6.30 p.m. and I'm walking my dog, Osborne, through the wet, empty playgrounds of the local primary school. It's currently school holidays at the moment, but the kids were sent home early because of the pandemic. And we're wondering just how long it will be before they come back. We don't have a child at school we've just got our little fur baby and he loves to uh stick his nose all over the school grounds and try and inhale as much of the activity that goes on as possible thanks guys for keeping up the podcast and giving us a pretty unique perspective on both seattle and rome it's been very very engaging ciao tutti Hi, Bittersweet Life. This is uh, Valentina from Trentino, Italy in the Dolomites. I'm a new listener to the show. I got curious, wanting to listen uh, to an 
expert's perspective of what was going on in Italy. And now I'm making my way back um, through all the episodes during this quarantine. So as I'm talking, I'm about to do the last thing I do every day before I put away my phone, which is uh, publishing a gratitude journal on my Instagram stories. So every day after dinner, I try to write down three things I'm still grateful uh, today, even though the times may are strange and a bit scary, but still, I uh, try to find the good things. So today it's going to be strawberries with whipped cream I had after dinner. Then I'm grateful that I woke up to a sunny day after it rained and snowed the whole day yesterday. And also I got a, this morning I got a really nice surprise video call with the family, the German family I work for as an au pair six years ago now. So that was some quite a time ago. My German was not as good as it was back then, but it still was really nice call and the children are so grown up and it was so nice to see. So that's it from uh, Fai della Paganella, Trentino, Italy, and Andra tutto bene. Katie here in Seattle, end of the day, Derek's off work, I'm off work. It's craft night. As we mentioned on an earlier show, Derek has divided up the nights with themes so that it makes the days seem different. So tonight's craft night and Derek's craft tonight is that he built a worm bin. What's a worm bin? <laughs> well, uh, a worm bin, well, it's a bin, yeah, and mm-hmm. has a bunch of worms in it. And the idea is you can compost your vegetable scraps. The worms will eat them and they'll produce a really rich compost for your garden. To end the show, we're going to take you on a, a tour of the worm bin. Let's go take a look. Going outside. Whew, it's cold day today. And what do we have here? Uh, well, let's see. So what you are looking at is probably a two foot by two foot square piece of plywood on top of a frame made of two by fours. Four levels, two by fours put together into a square frame. And on the bottom of the frame is mesh, basically, uh, so that the worms can crawl between the levels when there's no more food. Let's open it up. Okay, so it's full of dirt and leaves and paper towels and scraps. How many worms would you say are in here? Well, I ordered a thousand and they arrived yesterday, so hopefully about that number. They're red wigglers. So when you thought about creating craft night, you said, well, it's your job to decide what we're doing. What are we doing? And I said, well, why don't we draw? And you said, that's not a craft. So for you, a craft night is actually building something. Yeah, I think they wouldn't call it arts and crafts if there wasn't some distinction. I feel like a craft is there's something with utility. Maybe it should be expanded to an arts and craft night. All right, we can do arts and crafts night. But still, all the nights you've created, from taco night to movie night to craft night to candlelight night, is there one in particular that you've liked best so far? Uh, well, I've always liked candlelight night. We used to do that every now and again, usually on Friday nights. Light the candles before sunset and then just let the light naturally, the sun goes down and kind of the light naturally recedes. And it gives you just a real sense of calm, a little bit more sense of the rhythm of the of the world around you, you know, that you're not just surrounded by screens and artificial light all the time. And I like, you know, we have little candle holders like Ebenezer Scrooge that you can carry from room to room. And I really like, quite like that. And I like reading by candlelight and I don't know, I find it's very relaxing. So 
I would certainly recommend that. Now I will say <laughs> at the end of the night though, you know, around midnight, you had already gone to bed and I went around and woofed out all the candles and there were a bunch that were right underneath our smoke alarm. <laughs> so it, it did go, the smoke alarm did go off and probably wake <laughs> up you and all of our neighbors around us <laughs> as it took me a while to run around and grab the broomstick to turn it off again. So dip your candles into the wax. That's how you keep it from smoking. That's another hot tip. And with that, we're going to leave it there. Before you go, a big thank you again to all of you who sent in your voice memos. If you have been inspired to share a snapshot from your life, record yourself. It's never too late, and I always want to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to this encore presentation of A Day in the Life. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life right now. So send us a voice memo. All you have to do is open up your voice memo app on your phone record something, tell us what you're doing, tell us what your life is like, tell us what you're seeing and hearing outside your window, and just email it to us at bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. We'll put them together for a day in the life one year later episode that we will post in the near future. Thanks as always for listening.